Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Who Says, where we talk about challenging the status quo and share our experiences in doing so. And before we dive in today, my name is Tatiana, and I am here with two of my favorite people on the planet, Deanna and Jennifer. Hello, ladies. Hi. Oh, hey. So um, today's topic is a topic that is really near and dear to my heart, and it's something that's that I have just been chomping at the bit to share with you ladies. The topic, I guess, from a broad perspective is mindfulness. The thing that comes to me most is my favorite quote. I have this quote, I'm not even kidding, one, two, in two places that I can see right now. And that quote is, observe the space between your thoughts and then observe the observer. And that is by, I'm going to mess up his name, but his name is Hamilton Bordreau. Every time I see that, I put it everywhere to keep reminding myself that the thoughts that are going on in my mind are the thoughts that are going on in my mind, and I am not my thoughts. When I read these words, it's just a reminder for me to take a step back, observe what's going on in my day, especially right now. Um, I'm working remotely. I feel like my work days just bleed into the evening time and just things get chaotic. And it's just a really important reminder for me to just get centered, get present, and remember that all of the stuff going on between my ears is the stuff going on between my ears. That said, do either of you all want to chime in on your thoughts on that? I'll just say, I always have it in my mind that I want to meditate. You know, it's one thing that's like a goal for me to do every day. And I find that I put it off until the absolute last thing, like, I don't know if any of our listeners kind of um, do the same thing, or if you, if you guys, ladies do the same thing, but I just avoid it. Um, I avoid it. And I'll I'll, like do laundry. I'll clean. I'll, I'll do all (laughs) the things that like just an excuse to not do it at that moment, even though I have the thought you should go meditate or why don't you just go meditate, take time for you. And I find that I put myself last a lot. So that's really been something I've seen lately. Okay, I'll set this goal to meditate and I'll do everything else but meditate. But meditating is for me. It's purely for me. It's purely to connect with myself, which I've been working on a lot lately. And I just don't do it. I feel a a little bit of like maybe being selfish or maybe scared to be with, not scared, but maybe hesitant to just be with myself, Mm. you know, and be with the thoughts that That are the thoughts between the thoughts, (laughs) like who's thinking those thoughts, which blows my mind um, to begin with. But yeah, I don't know. I can relate to that. Tatiana has shared this quote a couple of times since I've known her say it one more time because I have yet, I don't think I've ever captured it. Say it one more time. Sure. So it's observe the space between your thoughts, then observe the observer. I love it. Every time you, you've said that I go, Oh my God, that's so deep. It so resonates. Hold on a second. Let me write, you know, let me just be with it. So thank you for sharing that again. I have found in my journey to deal with my anxiety and my fears and worries that something that's been really powerful is disconnecting myself from my thoughts. My thoughts aren't me. I used to have it that the little voice, that inner voice 
was like my guru. I didn't understand that. It's just, it's talking some BS. It's like our worst critic. It's trying to keep us safe and protected. You know, I used to be like, oh no, it somehow it knows more than me. It's like my inner guru. I need to like pay attention to it. Once I started understanding exactly what it's there to do and really it's just pure protection and usually not championing us to follow passion or take risks or to do the thing that we're really called to do because it thinks it's scary. I started to get more power back by recognizing that it was not me. It was not like the secret whispering to me, like the universe was not whispering in my head like that. I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me just create some space between my thought. Let me become more in the space of the observer. So I love the quote because it reinforces also what I've shared with clients is really helping people start to disconnect and step away from being at the effect of their thoughts and emotions blindly, unconsciously. We just go through the motions being driven by everything that's running through our head, but we're not taking a moment to acknowledge it, disrupt it, challenge it. And to me, that's where the transformation, the shifts come from and to tie it into meditation. Meditation is a mindfulness practice. That's what we always hear about, but it's so that we can actually practice being with our thoughts, having them just be thoughts, not the truth. Shouldn't it be called mindlessness? Because we're, we're, we're no. really like looking to see like, okay, thank you thought. And then just like letting them pass. We're not interacting yes. with meditation. You're just, okay. You're not interacting with anything. You're not letting it get you riled up. You're not letting it, it right. get, it cause you like any type of feeling. It's noticing. And I don't know if you guys have checked out the Headspace app, just like FYI, not being sponsored by mm-hmm. them or anything like that. I know some people will like give that, give that shout out. Oh my gosh. But in one of the free things that they gave, I loved the analogy of it's like watching the traffic go by. You can't stop a car as you're watching cars drive by. You can't attach to one and just be like, hold on a second. Let me fixate on you. It's, it's here. You see it. It's gone. And allowing, just like allow your thoughts to be that. Let's not attach. Let's not interact with them. Just let them sort of be. And I think it is an amazing practice to sort of have you be aware that, my gosh, we probably have like a million thoughts a minute and they're all over the place. (laughs) How much stock are we actually needing to put into our thoughts? They're crazy. They're They're usually all the same, you know, there's nothing new or like earth shattering. (laughs) You're doing it wrong. You haven't done enough. Like all these things, whatever that flavor is for you, it's like, "Eh, yeah, I've heard this before. Mine is always telling me like, I should go do something like, as I've shared before, um, in our previous podcast, I'm planning a wedding. And if I let the voice take over, like it kind of did today, I've been all across God's green earth looking for the certain type of shoes to wear (laughs) with my dress. And it really got me, it got me. And I mean, I was at like two different malls today. And I was not fruitful in my search for things. And it it makes things harder because it's like you're in the gotta get it mode. Gotta get one, um, gotta win. If I would just put some space between my thoughts and just maybe go meditate and just take a freaking chill pill and really connect with what's important to me, maybe the shoes will appear when I least expect it. Maybe it will show up a lot easier you know, maybe if I just take a chill pill, 
things will just naturally happen. Yeah. So the force and the expectation. I love it. I think I'm going to alter wanting to start a meditation practice to practicing being a chill pill. <laughs> There's just something funny about that, that to me. I'm like, can I, just, can I just take a chill pill or for me, like chill the F out? Can you just, can yeah. you just take a, practice chilling the F out right now, Jennifer? How about that? I'm like, okay, that looks like maybe me meditating, but I had a conversation with Tatiana. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. She'll probably share. She is a much more committed meditation practitioner than us. Yeah. And you know, something you said, Tatiana, gave me some freedom. I realized that I was a little bit hung up on how the meditation was going to look for me. I really wanted to start my day and I want to sit on my meditation pillow. I want to be in my room because I have it that that works better for me or whatever, or maybe that's how it's supposed to be in my mind. If I had the vision or I had this dream of, I'd be sitting outside in my glorious backyard. I don't have one, but like in the future. Right. <laughs> And I'm like in a sunbeam and it's like, I hear the birds chirping and it's like early in the morning and blah, 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 blah. Like to me, that's, that's the dream. That's how it's supposed to look. And so I have these kind of limitations. And so if it doesn't happen at the beginning of my day, I really just write it off. Like meditation's not going to happen. And so you said something one time about getting the meditation in, like just a couple minutes here or whenever you had time, I was like, what does that look like for you? I don't understand. How do you just add it in and what you shared, which I hope you'll share right now. It just gave me some freedom to be like, oh, okay. I'm actually now being mindful and aware that I have it, that it can only look one way or that for me, I want it to just be one way. And so I was like in the shower, quote unquote, meditating. Okay. I'm just being with my thoughts. I can actually do that anywhere. So I want you to, to chime in and share a little bit more about that because I'm guessing it. And Deanna, I don't know if you have this too, but more so for people who are listening you might also have it that meditation looks like I'm on a yoga mat, on a pillow, in a quiet space, yeah, carved out I do. 30 minutes, an hour, what, whatever. I do have the space. same thing. And I'm like, well, it didn't happen in the morning. It's just not going to happen it, today. It's done. Yeah. Oops, I it's got to be on my meditation pillow. It's got to look a certain way. Oh and like, I've always wondered why am I meditating? What am I trying to, <laughs> what am I trying to do here? People like, what, what, what is it? What's the end goal? So then I'm just kind of like, it's not going to happen. Hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Tatiana. Funny. <laughs> guy deliver deliver some wisdom yes was, deliver some think, gold <laughs> I don't think any of us were expecting that the conversation would sort of be focused on meditation but I kind of love it because it is the mindfulness practice well I I can only hope to impart that same amount of wisdom upon whoever listens to this I think it was some genre or some flavor of for the way that I see how I frame meditation the context for me is so important that I know if I don't meditate in a day, it's not just a bad time for me. It's a bad time for everyone around me. I am not going to show up in a way that y'all will want to have a conversation with me. I'm not a happy person when I don't meditate. And I've been meditating regularly since I had this very awesome trip to Bali, um, very eat, pray, love style. It was a mindfulness retreat. And I've just been keeping up with that practice in some fashion ever since I got back, because I, I got such a great deal of peace and joy from being in the practice at the retreat that I was like, okay, cool. I obviously can't go to Bali every week. (laughs) I can't live here for now. How can I have this all the time? And the answer for me was really in practicing meditation regularly. I'm with me all the time. My thoughts are with me all the time. It's probably the only thing I can actually ever control in my life 
at all. So usually I'm like, I can wake up in the morning, play my little meditation. It goes great. I will either play it with my devotional or not. It doesn't have to look a certain kind of way for me and not having it look a certain way actually allows me to practice my version of meditation wherever and whenever I can fit it in. Because to me, it's so important to have that level of self-awareness and connection with myself before I try and have a connection with someone else. If I'm not connected with me, how can I expect other people to connect with me on any level, you know? And I'll meditate in the shower. I'll meditate in the car when I'm sitting in traffic and no one's going anywhere. And I want to like, you know, see road rage episode uh, for more details. But, you know, that to me is, it's just so important. And it just brings, I think you both were touching on this, some intention into your day. I think you were both alluding to it. It just adds that intentionality in whatever it is that you're doing. So for Deanna, if it's like while you're mall shopping or looking for your shoes, if you, if you had meditated, you could just get really intentional about what you're, what you're really like, what is the rush? Is there a mm. rush? What's mm-hmm. really behind that? And then yeah. you can start. Cause for me, once my brain is clear, I can actually get to work, which is asking those questions. And it applies not just for thoughts, but for feelings like, Oh, I was I, really upset. Why? Yes. Yes. That mm, what I'm getting right now from what you're sharing. So if I would have meditated, if I would have meditated and been doing this practice or even this morning meditated, I would have been more connected with myself and possibly maybe open to maybe some other voice coming in. That's not mine. Maybe something else telling me, Hey, go to that store or go actually don't even go there. Or, you know, I just opens, it just quiets your thoughts so you can receive the thoughts or feelings that are trying to point you in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) You are welcome. And the other thing that I was thinking too, is what if you aren't going to find your shoes at the mall? What if someone gifts you shoes or what if you actually find something in your closet that you hadn't looked at that you actually love that works better. And it's like all of the options will start flooding in. At least that's the experience for me when I just stop like clenching for dear life onto this thought. Like you said, Jennifer, where you're like, oh my gosh, this is the one. And it's like zooming down the highway and you're like white knuckling it when really, if you just let it go, the limo's like pulling up over here, you know, like to let you get in and actually like, you know, get to where you need to be in style. So Mm. that's awesome. Unclenching. Right. And then just so waiting, with. waiting for your limo. <laughs> waiting. Oh, I like that. That's such a great, yeah, that's a visual. Mm-hmm. I love visuals. And I want you to go a little bit deeper, Tatiana, because what I was hearing and we had this conversation, so I, I know what you're doing, but for me, how would I meditate in the car? Don't I have to close my eyes? I really, I forgot that part of it. It's like maybe sitting on my pillow, my eyes are closed. I'm in as quiet of an environment as possible. So just share. I was going to ask that question too. Like, how are you doing that? Close your eyes. Like don't close your eyes in the car. We're we're the same, Deanna. I love this. We really are. And so many other people are probably listening to you say this, Tatiana, and going like, I don't understand how that works. So again, just share a little bit more about like, what does meditation look like to you? Because I think it's much more free form. Yes. So I guess in that regard, I would call it being mindful because If you truly do want to actually be meditating, ideally it is going to be quiet. 
you are going to either, if you, you don't have to have your eyes closed, but they do need to be not straining. So you can have a soft gaze, almost right. closed. You know, you're, you don't want your eye muscles, like, you know, focusing on stuff. Cause then your eyes are going to get tired. For me, if I am doing something in the car, it's very much a, I haven't done it in the morning and this is my commute time. So I better get it in before I murder someone on the street. So that's like my last resort version of, of being able to be mindful, but I would guess I would call it mindfulness instead of meditating in, in, in the mm. car scenario, because it really is a way for me to get present and refocus on like, why am I upset about this traffic right now? Oh, it's because I didn't leave earlier. Okay. Well, what can uh. I do about that next time? Or, you know, I couldn't find, oh, oh man. well, one big one for me is my hair. I like my hair didn't work out. I can't get it to work the way that I want. And sometimes it'll like just throw off my whole day. And I get to the end of the day and I'm like, it's time to meditate, but I'm still like, my mind is still racing. So either I'll jot down some thoughts, write some things out. And I'm like, all right, now I can at least have the conversation with myself. Like, why did that really upset me? Was I making up that I'm ugly because I can't figure out my hair? Oh, well, I'm not ugly. Okay. Well, what can I do about it next time? Maybe I buy different products, but Mm. it's, it doesn't look a certain way. It's really just practicing presence and practicing mindfulness and being intentional with that time. If these are five minutes that I have for this, those are going to be some really good five minutes of just me not worrying about like work or whatever else is going on. And the analogy that I like to use for my thoughts is that they're like clouds over the plane of my consciousness. So you can't make clouds go any faster. They're just, you know, doing their own thing, coasting through. And you can look at them and say, oh, cool. That's a cool cloud. That one looks like a dog. All right. That one's got wings. And then just acknowledge them and like, let them float away. So for some of our listeners, you know, they might be wondering, well, why is it important? Like, why is it important that I have space in between my thoughts? Like, why is it important that I meditate or be mindful? What would you, what would you say to that? Well, I mean, I think each person's why is going to look different for sure. So, I mean, I can share what it is for me. And then if you all want to share, please go ahead. For me, I think I shared a little bit about it earlier. I just, I love who I am when I meditate so much more than the person that I am when I don't. I feel like I have a handle on my day when I have a handle on myself and I hate going into my day, feeling flustered, waking up with the alarm. And then I'm late because I press snooze and then I don't have time to make up time. Have you all ever done planks? Have you ever done a minute plank or a two minute plank? Yes. Those minutes are like marathon minutes. Like they feel different and meditating to me it's like building time, like finding all my minutes so that they are plank minutes and that I can really stretch the length of my time for myself in every aspect. So that's my, that's kind of my why. And I just, maybe I'm selfish and I love me a lot because I love spending time with me, but that would be my response to that. So love to hear your thoughts as we wrap up this conversation. I would say, I think it's important to take the time for yourself and take the time to distance yourself from the thoughts because your thoughts about you, other people, whoever, they might actually not be true, right? So giving yourself the time to actually have the thoughts come up and go away and know that you don't have to believe them. They're not you. They're not even true. So it gives you some freedom. That's what I would say. And that's something that I want to practice more. Love it. You said freedom. And that is one of the big reasons why we started the podcast, Mm. free people up. 
around the things that limit joy. And being mindful to me allows me to be aware of when I'm letting the shoulds run my life, right? Because I mentioned earlier, we often just move through life in our days at the effect of our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings and really not aware of it. So that we just kind of get caught up in the emotion and the upset or, or the chaos or whatever without having any sort of breathing room to check in with ourselves, to investigate, to maybe disrupt. So for me, I think mindfulness is so incredibly important because it's your access to transformation, acknowledging blind spots or the limiting beliefs or the shoulds or whatever is running the show, causing the stress. Cause if we look at where our stress and anxiety comes from, this always blows me away. It's almost never from this moment in time. What is there for me to be stressed and anxious about? I'm having a conversation with two of my favorite people, but I can tell you, I got a little bit of stress and anxiety running over here about other stuff, about things upcoming. So just being mindful of like, where, where is my focus? Where is my attention and helping me become more mindful and more present coming back to this moment. Mm. It's really the only thing we know for certain. Mm. It's having you be present in the moment with people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing that I actually got from what you just said, buddy. And then also from something that I was listening to, oh, I heard also the reason for meditating is to connect with your body, your physical body, because your physical body can only be present. Your body is here now. So connecting with it, you're connecting to the present moment. You're not living in the past through your mind and you're not living in the future through your mind. You're here your body is right here. That was really powerful for me. And I was like, oh man, I gotta get this meditating thing like happening. <laughs> I, I love that. And that's because I was gonna say, usually, and I think this is like across the board, usually for me, if I like am really riled up and I definitely can't get into a space, the first thing I do if like writing stuff, well, before I even get to writing stuff down is deep breathing breathing. It's like, did you even take a full breath today? Are you even breathing or are you just taking an air that alone? If no, if meditating is too hard for people, or if meditating is like, I need to look at, have it look a certain way, or mindfulness is a little bit of a leap. Just try like intentional breathing. It's an awesome way to start. And I do think that to your point, Deanna, it just reconnects your mind and your body at the most basic cellular level. Yeah. What else I'll I'll share? And this kind of goes back to what you were saying, um, Tatiana, when you meditate and you're connected or disconnected with those, those limiting thoughts or the thoughts that kind of take you out of the moment, when you're with someone and you're having a conversation with someone and you've meditated, you can be more mindful with that person. You might actually hear something come up and share something with that person that Maybe you wouldn't have said, and it makes a difference for that person. Maybe you wouldn't have said that if your mind is full of like all the thoughts running through, like I have to do this, I have to do that, or thoughts about yourself that are not so positive um, because most of them are not. So it really helps free you up, like I said earlier, to, to be with people and make a difference with people. And you might be receiving something from that person and maybe you can't receive it if you have all those all that stuff in between you two. Absolutely. How often are we with people and not present? 
years ago, I would always be ha like 50% inside of a conversation, but I was having two, I was monitoring two conversations, whatever I was interacting with this other human. And then the conversation I was having internally was, you know, behind a lot of stress and anxiety and all that sort of stuff, just about my life. Oh, look, they're doing a better grade and just another, you know, whatever it would spark. I was interacting with all of that. And so meditation, I think I'm all about building muscle around these new ideas and routine. So meditation is a great activity to build the mindfulness muscle, because if you're used to doing that, at least on a daily basis, it starts to just become more natural for you to come back to the present during the day, you know, just attack on everybody else, depending on wherever you're at, whatever you think about meditation, you can have this look any way that you want. You can put a post-it note on your bathroom mirror and while you're brushing your teeth, you could have some type of prompt, or maybe it's the quote that Tatiana shared, something that just brings you back to an intention or a reminder of, wait, I am, I'm not necessarily my thoughts. Here's a pathway to me, maybe disrupting or challenging them, looking for the, where is the actual truth? And just to get freed up a little bit more from whatever's racing between, you know, our ears 24 seven. So total freedom here, we've talked a lot about meditation specifically, and obviously we don't care what anybody does. Take whatever resonates, make it your own, try on something new. But I love that we've had a conversation around the importance of just disconnecting from these unconscious thoughts that tend to sort of run our lives in the background. And so this episode might in fact just bring awareness that that's even happening. That's the first step. That's yeah. And, and curiosity too. I mean, and that's what we're all about. We're all about yeah. just questioning and being curious and Hey, maybe this, that sparked that in some of our listeners. Love it. Fabulous. Let us know. Yes, please. do. Yes. <laughs> so I, I will say on that note, I think the one parting thought I had was all this meditation I've done, the thoughts don't go away. They're still there, but I can do something about them instead of them running the show. So Excited to hear what everybody else has to say about it and share. Tune in next time. I don't know what we're going to share yet, but it's going to be awesome. And we will chat with you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.